1: We're back for hour two of the show. It's 10.03. So good to have you here. The phone number is 303-696-1971, 696-1971. I'm Randy Corcoran. Last week, we had just a wonderful time Saturday night at the El Paso County Lincoln Day Dinner. Um, Vicky Tonkins is the chair. Um, she is beleaguered, attacked, uh, Republicans in El Paso trying so hard to get rid of her and uh, Cause as much problem as can be. In fact, there was a competing event, I think, that same night put on by some Republicans on the one night that is supposed to be the big fundraiser. But it was a tremendous success. Everybody had a wonderful time. Um, Vicky belted out the national anthem like only she can. Um, and I think, and I haven't verified this, but uh, there was a time, and it may still be true, that she may be the only black woman leader of a Republican county party in the nation. And so she should be treasured and celebrated, and I certainly do. It was just a wonderful night. Tonight I'm emceeing the Boulder County Lincoln Day Dinner, and it was great because they had a tremendous emcee down there in El Paso, Tron Simpson, a radio host. And um, uh, so it was fun to watch a master at work, and I'm looking forward to my time tonight. But the, uh, the big highlight, and it's always a highlight everywhere she goes, was the keynote speaker, um, her name is Lauren Bobert. She happens to be a congresswoman from CD3 right here in beautiful Colorado. And Lauren joins us now. Good morning, ma'am. Lauren, do we. Lincoln
2: Day
1: ah, there you are. Sorry, we missed you.
2: You're right. <laughs> uh, so, good morning. It seems that Lincoln Day Dinners is um, something I just do in my spare time now. I was at one last <laughs> night as well uh, down in Ignacio awesome. uh, with La Plata County. And they had a pretty fun MC. Um, and so maybe you could check out some of his TikToks and try this out tonight at your Lincoln Day dinner that you're going to in Boulder um, to NC. It was Captain Deplorable, and this is the gentleman <laughs> who speaks like President Trump, and it was, it was uh, hilarious all the time. He was imitating President Trump, and uh, so so maybe you could try out your Trump voice tonight. Well, <laughs>
1: I, I have enough trouble imitating myself, so I, I don't know. I Um, You know, I love I love when I talk about you being able to say that I knew you uh, when you were just a person, you know, before you ran for Congress and and, uh, started getting all of this national attention. Uh, But what then I always follow up with that is the fact that uh, you're the same, Lauren, that I knew beforehand uh, today as you were back then. And I think that is one of the tremendous appeals um, of just people who interact with you, listen to you. Uh, watch your work, because you say what's on your heart, you act with courage, um, you give glory and praise to God Almighty and Jesus Christ, and um, and you simply won't back down. And that, that spirit and that tenacity is so sorely lacking in Washington, D.C. Yes, it is. And, and that's
2: of what was frustrating me and led me to go to Washington, D.C., because I'm tired of people saying one thing on the campaign trail and doing another when we get them to wherever we're sending them. Just do what you said you were going to do. Uh, We all Republicans campaign as conservatives. So how about let's try governing as conservatives? That's obviously what people elect us to do. There's a platform to be upheld. And, um, you know, how anybody can go to Washington, D.C., without a relationship with Jesus is beyond me, Um, especially someone who is attacked by the media left and right, because um, it does not bother me when they come after me, because that's not where I get my value from. That's not who defines me. I'm not looking to the media for answers of who I am. My creator has already told me who I am and what he has called me to do. And so that is what I adhere to. And this is about saving our country and giving power back to we, the people. Government is too big, too powerful, and it has to be reined in. And, you know, Randy, you're right. I am the same person. I'm sitting here in my yard in Filt, Colorado, with seven goats on a radio station (laughs) with you.
1: (laughs) I just love it. Just love it. And maybe a Harley ride in your future this afternoon. Who knows? Well, oh,
2: that was great. <laughs>
1: one, one of the great joys uh, for me at the Lincoln Day dinner last week was that um, I got to have some, you know, just some private conversation with you because we were seated together at the dinner table and, you know, it's just so hard to grab you for any time at all. And um, and it, it sounds like you are, uh, you were so fired up when you took on Beto, Beto O'Rourke and that sort of led you into jumping into the con- congressional race and you had this primary against a, another Republican who just you know why why Republicans want to challenge uh, people who are number one almost destined to win but number two um, are just in the fight every single day and willing to take the arrows and the slings I, I just don't understand what um, what it is with the Republican Party in Colorado that makes it th- makes them think that someone like you are the people that need to be targeted and taken down. Do you, do you have any idea? I mean, that's a Washington phenomenon as well.
2: Right. Well, it's, it's simple. I, I mean, that is where Rhino comes from. These are Republicans in name only. My opponent in the primary wouldn't even call himself a Republican. He said that R next to his name stood for rule. I think it stands for rollover. Um, but <laughs> if you look at his voting record, he supports every aggressive, progressive, radical policy that the Democrats put forward from comprehensive et, um, sexual education to um, illegal immigration into Colorado with the Department of New Americans, with removing qualified immunity from our police officers, to reducing uh, the the fentanyl crime penalty from a felony in, when you're in possession of four grams, to a misdemeanor. And the list goes on and on. And so these are simply Democrats who want to deceive Republicans and um, try to get a shot at, at getting there. And I've also seen, Randy, um, these people who who like to play this middle road, Senator Manchin, um, as Senator Sinema, uh, Corrupt Quorum, wherever it may be, uh, they love the power that they hold because both parties think that they can get what they want out of them. And so they have, both parties coming to them, making requests, and trying to negotiate with them. And that is a power trip um, that they don't want to lose.
1: It's incredible. I, I will say that uh, the way you've described your primary opponent in the uh, recently uh, gigantic victory that you had in the primary up there was probably good practice for your now Democrat opponent because I've taken a, a look at him and heard him a little bit, and it Sounds to me like he's going to try and use the Liz Cheney playbook up in uh, uh, which worked so well for her up in Wyoming this last week to try and take you out by getting, you know, disaffected Republicans, moderates um, and especially Democrats to cross over. Um, uh, well, Democrats, of course, will will support him anyway. But uh, in other words, get everybody who is not a MAGA, America first, God and country um, Patriot living here in Colorado to step in and vote against you. Have you uh, have you started to take a look at him? Any debates planned? Anything? Uh, any comments you have about your current opponent as we move toward the general?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Aspen Adams, uh, interesting. Uh, so he, he served on the city council in Aspen um, and um, came third place in the race for mayor. Uh, so that's what Aspen thinks of him after he served on the city council. And, um, you know, he, he touts that Aspen is very diverse because of these second, third, fourth, and fifth homeowners. So I don't think that's going to relate very well in Delta, Colorado, or Meeker, Colorado, or Pueblo, Colorado, where people are struggling to pay these outrageous gas prices, struggling with inflation, uh, trying to keep their children in school, make sure that they have a good education. And, uh, you know, someone who is coming out here and trying to play this moderate game uh, look at their policies that they support uh, he He would have um, voted for the infrastructure bill or excuse me the um, the inflation reduction act that we would ju- we were just called back to d c for this inflation reduction act is anything but that. It is an inflation expansion act seven hundred forty billion dollars to increase inflation to increase the size of the IRS by eighty seven thousand agents who are armed. the IRS will now be larger than the State Department, the Pentagon, the FBI, and Border Patrol combined. I would much rather spend taxpayer dollars on 87,000 Border Patrol agents to stop the fentanyl that is coming in through our southern border that's wide open and stop this invasion into our country. Colorado is now number two in the nation for fentanyl overdoses, and it's coming from our southern border, and that is something that we need to secure. We don't need another liberal who is going to help Nancy Pelosi promote her con game of titling a piece of legislation, something really fancy, like save the puppies and build the rainbows. But then you read the text and it does something completely different. We need someone who is going to be principled and stand up for the people. There's a reason that the, um, that the Gazette um, endorsed me and called me a, a champion of the working class because I know what it's like to be middle-class, collar, uh, middle blue-collar, and put your hand to something and create uh, wealth and create a family and create success. And that's what everyone is just trying to do. They're trying to take care of their family and, and live a better life. But the, the overreaching, heavy hand of government is restricting them from doing that.
1: For and I definitely want to spend some time talking about your book and and looking ahead. Uh, I know Biden just spent almost uh, just sent almost another billion dollars to Ukraine, with virtually no oversight, no 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 chains, no limits or anything. Uh, but before we move away from the campaign, it, it, it's never a certain thing that uh, you're going to win up there. And I assume that you need help just like everybody else does. How can people help you? Uh, especially down here in Denver when we're so far away from the Western Slope and CD3.
2: Yes, thank you, Randy. Well, uh, down in Denver, um, you folks can't vote for me, but I vote for you. True. (laughs) I vote for you in Washington, D.C. on a regular basis. So laurenforfreedom.com, those small-dollar donations go so far, and it helps us get my message out, get um, get our ads out, and um, reach the people in Colorado's 3rd District to tell them, um, the truth and, and message what we are doing. You're not going to hear about it in the headlines. Um, the, the fake news doesn't like to talk about the good things that I've done. Um, I just went and, and secured uh, $470 million for my district the right way without using the corrupt earmark process, which is really just lobbyists buying members' votes. Um, I went through the appropriations process and still said no to Nancy Pelosi and got results for my district. Um, so there's a lot that we're doing here for our farmers and our ranchers. Lauren for freedom.com. Uh, every little bit helps. Uh, I, I like to take this as a performance review. Um, that's what an election is for a, any politician. Uh, oh, gosh, I just call myself a politician. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well. um, but but um, that's what this is. And I think uh, any good employee takes a performance review seriously. So I am taking this election very seriously. And I'm reaching out directly to my bosses, the people of Colorado's 3rd District.
1: Yeah, that's terrific. And, you know, the fact that you speak out on these national issues, that you push back against the overreach of the deep state, against this incredible spending, against the fact that you're faced with uh, being demanding uh, votes on bills that you never even get a chance to read, uh, unpack, understand, push back on or whatever – uh, that affects everybody in the state of Colorado. It affects everybody around the nation. So I would really encourage folks to, to make sure that uh, you're well-funded and well-able to do what you need to do to secure your re-election up there in CD3. Um, back to the Lincoln Day dinner, you uh, uh, you were – there was a VIP event. And so folks who um, came to that got to spend some private time with you and got a copy of your book. And you sort of forced me to cut in line and get a copy of the book because I was on my way yeah. out. And, and I appreciated it so much. I had a chance to start reading it. And, and what I love about it, number one, many things that I'm loving about it, but number one, it's it's your voice. I mean, you, clearly you wrote this thing because it's your energy. Mm-hmm. It's your voice. It's the way that you speak. And it's it makes it very, very entertaining and a very quick read. And then I get in here, and I see that there are certain things about your life and my life that sort of parallel. For instance, you and I both dropped out of high school. So what, what weird places we find ourselves in from those inauspicious beginnings.
2: Yes. Uh, you know, and that's part of the American dream. Um, you could come from any background, uh, any upbringing, and, and live out um, all of the opportunities that, that you set your mind to. There's my goat. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Charlie, that's Naga Bad, Bad goat.
1: Bad <laughs> goat. Mike, Mike, check <laughs> cough button. <laughs> that's so cute. I love yes, it.
2: Yes. So, um, but but this is the American dream. I, I went from um, being in a Democrat household, standing in line for government cheese, dropping out of high school, starting my family, taking care of my family. My husband and I uh, have four beautiful boys together, and we became business owners. And now I'm serving the greatest people in the United States Congress. And that is the American dream. So my book, I I wanted to be able to share my story directly with people. The fake news loves to try to tell my story for me, uh, but they get it terribly wrong. So I wanted to be able to set the record straight. And uh, the book is available anywhere books are sold. Um, So certainly buy a copy. Um, But also Amazon um, has a promotion through Audible right now where it's free. Uh, so you could go to audible.com and download my book. And it's, uh, I recorded it. It's in my voice, my story to your ears.
1: Really, really cool. Now who read the part of Ted Cruz's forward to your book?
2: So Ted Cruz was (laughs) in the next room. Uh, and I almost went and grabbed him and said, Hey, we're recording this part now. He was with Senator Mike Lee and, uh, they were promoting Senator Mike Lee's new book, which is amazing, "Saving Nine. And uh, um, I read Senator Ted Cruz's foreword, so he wrote it, but I read it.
1: Well, he ends the foreword in your book. Uh, this is U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Our nation needs more representatives like Lauren, who are committed to the fight to save our country, who work tire—excuse me, who work tirelessly to enact conservative policies, and who aren't afraid of the left-wing mob. Man, talk about three mandatory criteria for people who want to earn our votes and run for office.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I I wish there were more members of Congress who had the life experiences that I have and had the determination to get our country back on track that I do. I believe there are a lot of candidates that are up and coming who will be in the freshman class next year who will join me in this fight. I'm a member of the House Freedom Caucus. Uh, they, they actually elected me to be the communications chair for the House Freedom Caucus, which is a tremendous honor, especially as a freshman uh, member of Congress. And uh, these are the most principled conservative members um, in the House of Representatives. And it is such an honor to work side by side with them and strategize on how we are going to elevate the American people and limit the federal government.
1: I know you're in the House of Representatives, and I, I sent you a text earlier this week from somebody who said, you know, you should be planning a future Senate run sometime down the road. Uh, I know you've got plenty of business to consider and take care of, and I don't know how long you want to spend in government either. But uh, there are two um, two sides to Congress, and the minority leader, the career politician, 40 years in Washington, D.C., Mitch McConnell... When asked about how Republicans ought to fare in these midterm elections in his side of the Capitol, the Senate, here's what he had to say. There's probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. They're statewide. Uh, Candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. Oh, Lauren, the inspiration that just flows out of that man. I I am I am inspired to go fight not only for Colorado Senate candidate, but really in any in any state, just because the the inspiration, the confidence. What the hell is going on with leadership of this Republican Party?
2: The tortoise has spoken, Uh, (laughs) you know, there. There are still um, some really great candidates who are are running for Senate and uh, even all over our nation. I mean, look at the school boards that we've taken over uh, and been able to flip to put um, parents and children first in the decision-making for education. Uh, Carrie Lake in her gubernatorial uh, primary there in Arizona, that was a tremendous victory. They're still attacking her. Uh, I'm sure it'll ramp up even more. And she says, bring it on. And uh, I, I know that feeling. Uh, Because whenever you're being attacked, you know that you're doing the right thing. Uh, But I do think that we're going to take back the House. And um, I just hope that it's with conservative Republicans who do what they say that they were going to do and don't get to Washington, D.C., and get corrupted by lobbyists and and some members of leadership. Now, when I arrived in Washington, D.C. as a freshman, we had freshman orientation and was, in a sense, told things could be really nice for you here. Things can be very comfortable. If you just do what we say, and that's not what I went to D.C. for. I was told this is the way we've always done things here, so this is how you'll do them. And I said, newsflash, America hates the way you do things here. So I did not sign up for their this is the way it's always been done plan. Um, I came in there um, to upset that plan and uh, put the Americans first again.
1: One hundred percent. And just heads up to the producer. We're going to just push this segment a little bit while we've got uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert comfortable in her own yard, surrounded by her beloved goats. Uh, We'll just (laughs) talk as long as we can. A couple more minutes. I want to I certainly want you to get back to your Saturday and your family. But uh, uh, two more uh, two more times. Repeat uh, one more time. Repeat the two ways that people can support you. How can they get the book? and the website if they want to um, encourage you to keep doing what you're doing.
2: Yes. Yeah, so my, my book is my American life and you can look that up. Um, Amazon Boo um, has, has the book, um, but it's available anywhere books are sold books, a million.com uh, at walmart.com. And then there's also an audio version at audible.com uh, where you can just listen to my book. That's, that's what my husband chose to do. Uh, he does a lot of driving and working and, and he, uh, He he listened to my book and he actually, he said he is very happy that that's how he chose to uh, dive into the book because it was like I was talking directly to him. Uh, But also, I I do need help in the campaign in uh, communicating my message in my performance review that is coming up in November, on November 8th, and that's laurenforfreedom.com. Every little bit helps. um, Please, you know, I I know that times are tough, um, but don't think that, $5 $5 won't make a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. And uh, every every little bit helps. So thank you all so much for, for all the support that you have given in the past. Uh, Randy, your listeners are uh, very committed, very loyal, and I appreciate their generosity. Lauren for com.
1: Yeah, and people need to remember, it's not just the $5, it's the fact that there's another supporter. You know, the opponents watch that. They see the number of people that are supporting. It can help them determine where to send money. Maybe they take it away, you know, from your race and focus somewhere else or whatever. So those messages are extremely important. Quick question, your book's about 240 pages. How long does it take to read that book for an Audible book? Um, I think the
2: audio book is just over five hours. So it's not much time at all. Um, Moms who are stay at home, you know, you could put in your AirPods, turn on a speaker, and while you're doing your chores during the day, um, turn on the book. You know, you could listen to it during your commute to work. But uh, it's it's a short read. I'm actually looking forward to a second book. Uh, There has been so much that has happened since I wrote this one. Uh, This book was actually written um, almost in its entirety. Uh, Right after I won the 2020 election, we were able to add in some current events during the editing process. But there has been so much that has gone on, uh, and I cannot wait to put pen to paper and uh, tell that part of the story as well.
1: Are you a one-taker when you read your own book into audiobooks, or do you have to do a chapter at a time, a page at a time? How do you do it?
2: So the the entire process um, took three sessions. Um, just three days in a row. I went in for um, a few hours and started reading. Uh, you know, it's uh, a, a fun process, an interesting yeah. process, but you want to make sure you have the uh, uh, the flow correct. And, um, you know, sometimes you, you read a chapter and say, actually, I think I can say that better and start over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it was a really fun experience. I would definitely do it again. Um, everyone warned against reading my own book they're like please buy pay for someone else to do it you will you'll will be so grateful you did but um I, I don't i don't really depend on other people to do my job for me anywhere else so why would i do that here
1: yeah i think that's a feature not a bug uh, just because i i can feel your voice when i read it and i can imagine it's an awful lot of fun to hear it and we don't get the benefit of do-overs here on live radio so it uh, must be nice to be able to say no nah, i'm gonna do that one again exactly Exactly. Well, it was wonderful to spend time with you last Saturday. Glad that we could corral you into some time here on the radio in Denver. And and, uh, just God bless. Stay strong. I know you will. Uh, Stay safe as well. Good luck on the campaign trail and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.
2: Thanks so much, Randy. God bless you and God bless your listeners. We're going to take Colorado and America back.
1: God bless God bless you, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, it's 1027. Phone lines are rocking. 303-696-1971. No more scheduled guests. You and me, baby. Stay with us here on 710 KNUS. 70's alive and well this morning on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Sticks right there at 1032. We're about 28 minutes to go until 11 o'clock. No more guests. You and me. We've got full lines. We'll jump to the phones in just a second. But, uh... I know people got a little bit comforted, felt a little bit more in touch with their government when they got to hear from White House Press Secretary Katie Jean-Pierre, who hasn't had a press conference since around my birthday a week ago Sunday. And so we hit one through thirty. I want to be sure and share with you very quickly before we jump to the phones. Thirty-one through sixty.
3: I don't have anything. We don't have anything. I 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 just don't have anything. I'm just saying that I just don't have anything. I just don't have anything. One thing that I can say, I don't have anything. 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 I just don't have anything. I I don't have anything. Don't have anything. We just don't have anything. I don't have anything I don't have anything I I don't have anything I don't have anything Uh, well we're we I don't have anything but I don't have anything don't have anything don't have uh, I don't have anything I don't have anything but I don't have anything I just don't
1: have anything all right you've had one through 60 you must be feeling better I know that I am don't forget we've got the Dennis Prager cigar night coming up September 1st I'll give you some details on that in just a minute but so many callers especially Tim who's been waiting for a good long time Tim and Boulder welcome to the show
4: Hey, Randy, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Hey, yeah, actually in Aurora.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you. Are, okay, well, it says Boulder on the thing, so what do I know?
4: Yeah, no problem. No problem. Hey, I wanted to thank you and uh, have a great deal of respect for you for attending Vicki Tonkin's Lincoln Day Dinner, and the same to Lauren Boebert for being the keynote speaker there. Were you there? No, I wasn't. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, Randy, in, in view of the uh, – Establishment types that held the opposition event, the fundraiser, yeah. in, in order to try to undermine Vicki. I am uh, seriously consider re-registering as a Republican again, just so I can go down and support her Lincoln Day dinners from now on.
1: I don't know that you have to be a registered Republican to go. Are you uh, unaffiliated at this point? Yes. And are, yeah, you, sure am. are you one of the many disaffected Republicans who became unaffiliated? Uh, not because you're anti-Republican, but you're anti-Republicans who don't act like Republicans.
4: Exactly. I left the Republican Party because of Bush 41. Interesting. I uh, re-registered briefly in 96 to vote for Pat Buchanan in the primary and then left the GOP once again after that.
1: Hmm. Fascinating. I unregistered as a Republican one time um, as when I was at the very beginning of doing talk radio back in 2014 And um, when they attacked Tom Tancredo as the Republican gubernatorial candidate Uh here in Colorado, uh, you know, the one guy who probably could have won that race and uh, but the establishment just couldn't tolerate it. You know, Karl Rove told him to never darken the door of the White House again during the George W. Bush administration. So. Uh, and I did it on air. I actually did it during my morning show. Uh, it only takes a minute, and I mentioned that you know I can register back in when it comes time to um, you know become a delegate or or do something else of importance in the party but i we need to send a message to these people how we feel and uh, and I was hoping that those numbers would be felt. That was under the Ryan call leadership era. Uh, Ryan call of course now um, disbarred in Colorado for apparently fraudulently stealing a quarter million, almost a quarter million dollars um, from a Trump pack that he set up. And then he came out as a never Trumper. I just unbelievable. He was the leader of the Republican Party for several terms, at least a couple. And um, so, man, I get the frustration. And I I try and have these conversations with people, you know, when I was uh, elected to the RNC, not really knowing what it was, had to figure that out ran because somebody I respected asked me to. And when I got there, I just, I thought it was going to be more of the same, the same junk I'd gone through in trying to upgrade the leadership of the Republican Party here in the state of Colorado. And I got there and found that so much of that work was already being done ahead of me. So my sense for the satellite view of the Republican Party is we are on that America first trajectory in large part, thanks to Donald Trump, but it's actually been going on for quite a while. So yeah, consider joining again. And And certainly, you know, if you're not, if you don't want to put the R uh, on the back of your name, find some folks that you can help, you know, whether it's with a donation or phone calls or whatever. We do have some great candidates out there.
4: Well, Randy, with that in mind, uh, that opposition event was a fundraiser. Some of the folks running for office uh, did attend it. And I can understand that uh, they need to attend fundraisers and. Get money and all that, but one of the individuals uh, I was going to contribute to his campaign, but in light of the fact that he attended that event and had to know that it was put together with the intention of giving Vicky Tonkins the finger, and by extension Lauren Boebert the finger, uh, rather than contributing to his campaign, I'm going to be contributing to Lauren Boebert's.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Do you care to name the uh, the person who went to the yeah, other? Yeah, Eric Godland. Oh, okay. Interesting, my oh my. Well, that's that's kind of sad to hear. And I, you know, I like Eric as a person. I don't know what the pressures were, what went into the decision making process there. But, uh, and I meant to call Eli Bremer this week and just ask him um, if that was intentionally planned. Maybe I'll do that on a break. See if he picks up because it's just it's just because here's here's a possibility is that that was scheduled um, long in advance. He had these Olympians coming in. It was all about uh, trying to defend women competitors and, uh, you know, who are being now challenged by men in these competitive sports, especially swimming and elsewhere. And uh, and so I don't know for sure exactly how it broke down. But I would like to find out. If I can find out before the show's over, I will share that with you and the well, audience.
4: Well, you know, I can't say that I know for a fact that it was sure. put together to try to undermine her. But uh, knowing what I know about the establishment Republicans in this state, I would suspect that's the case, but it would be interesting to hear what he says. And now that you mentioned Mr. Bremer to clean up an old army expression for the FCC considerations, Eli, you're really crapping in your mess, kid.
1: Well, yeah, I I, clearly Eli is a part of the cabal down there that wants to stop and replace Vicky at all costs. And that is just unacceptable to me. I don't think it's a racist thing. I've heard that allegation made. But oh, I, I don't I, think so. But She's,
4: She doesn't fit in with their their club.
1: Right. It's grassroots. She's too
4: independent-minded. And Eli, if you ever run for office in Colorado and ever need any help, if, if it's a statewide race where I would be voting in it, uh, if you could be running against the worst Democrat in the world and I'll refrain from casting a vote, I won't lift a finger to ever help you.
1: Well, Tim, I wish we could get to the bottom of how you really feel, and I do appreciate your time.
4: Thank
5: you. Uh,
1: Thanks for waiting to weigh in. All right, it's 1040. Tim's line is open, 303-696-1971. Callers, we've got to take another break. I apologize, but no more guests today. It's going to be phone calls right through to the end of the show. So sit tight. We'll get everybody on. Before we go away, though, I've got to remind you about my good friends at Cinegenics. We're learning more and more every day. Our risk factors for a variety of diseases increase as we age because our hormones and metabolism decline. And when those hormones are at optimal levels, you feel better. It helps you reduce body fat, improve muscle tone, cognitive ability, sexual function. Your energy levels go up. I'm living proof of it because I'm involved with Cinegenics myself. Dr. McAllen and Dr. Watt can help you get your metabolism and hormones balanced and healthy with their elite health evaluation. I had my first conversation, I've talked to him many times, but my first professional conversation as a patient with Dr. Watt instead of Dr. Julie. Julie was on vacation, and he is phenomenal. They'll take a detailed look at all of your body systems, brain bones, muscles, heart, and lungs, provide a supervised plan to help you lose weight, gain that lean muscle mass you crave, and increase your mental clarity, which can't hurt your marital clarity, right? Hope you'll call Cinegenics today. So easy, 720 Three eight seven three six eight one. The first call is a hundred percent free, no obligation. Seven two zero three eight seven three six eight one. You'll learn an awful lot about your health, and it won't cost you a thing. Check them out at Denver. dot Com. Com. Frank and Ron, sit tight. We're back in a sec on seven ten K in U S. And that is one song we are not gonna take out of our rotation ever. Inspires me every time I hear it. 303-696-1971 is the number. Lines are full. Before we go to our packed lines, uh, just an update or a little more detail about Dennis Prager. He is back for a premium signature event. If you were there last year at the View House, it was phenomenal. Dennis was on fire. Um, Most of the hosts were there. Private conversations, great cigars and drinks, and just uh, wonderful. Stefan was the MC. And Dennis Prager speaks without fear. And um, he talked freely about vaccinations and uh, the dangers of the phony science and propaganda. And I think it was just after that he came down with COVID and the left was rooting for him to succumb. Maybe it was just before it that he had ridden it out uh, and maintained his vaxless status. I'm sure we'll hear more about that when he joins us Thursday, September 1st. Once again, you can get your tickets right now at 710cannus.com, right on the front page. Click on Cigar Night with Dennis Prager. It's coming up Thursday, September 1st. Not a whole lot of time. Sold out last time, but it so sells out again, so make sure you get to it. We're going to jump order on the calls real quick because Jack in Wyoming often has some signal problems, so we'll get Jack on and off. Jack, welcome to the show. Jack, you there? Yeah, Randy, yes, I-, I
5: heard you re- yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, gotcha. Hello. Gotcha. Okay, well, I heard your reference to the the raid on Mar, the raid at Mar lago and just a little bit before that on your show, I heard an announcement from the Democrat Party. I, I assume, and uh, it, it stated that it wasn't a raid; it was nothing more than the than the, the service of of a subpoena. Well, number one, when we have process servers, there's only one person. There's not 17. Number two. No subpoena was ever hand-delivered, from what I understand. So uh, this person on the phone says, well, a raid is Jimmy Doolittle's raid over Tokyo. That's a raid. This is just service of a subpoena. No, no. When you got 17 people and you don't hand-deliver to the owner of the property and you go in anyway, it's a raid. By any definition, you want to contort or twist. And I recognize the voice. It's It's the legal analyst that used to be on five to nine... A.M. in the morning on your station for many, many years, and he's just an expert on all things legal. That's all I
1: got to say. Oh, so and I didn't hear it. This was uh, this is one one of Peter's um, opinion minutes or whatever that play on the station yeah, now.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's certainly he not service a of a to stay retired. He should... Sir... he
1: should... Well, let's let's not go too far, but um, you know, I mean, the man gets to do what he wants. Forty years uh, in talk radio. Okay.
5: Is it a raid? Or, is it a raid or isn't
1: it? I, I, absolutely, it's a raid. Is it's it a raid cert- let me tell you what it, it isn't. isn't. It's the not the service. service of a subpoena, because uh, as you said, that's what a process. Exactly. This was a exactly. search warrant. Thirty armed exactly. FBI yeah. agents. That's exactly. Uh, the fact that they called ahead right. apparently is because they were dealing with a, a former and future president of the United States, so they had to maintain some level of credibility. Um, but it was certainly not the execution or service of a cepeda. That's, that's just uh, legally wrong. So – well, thanks for pointing that out, Jack. No, if I'd have heard it, I'd have delivered. probably uh, – I'd have addressed it, it myself. It's
5: got to be hand-delivered. That's the perfect.
1: Yeah, of well. course. Thanks, Jack. Pull
5: it up and listen to it, and you'll have the same take I have,
1: I'm sure. I don't think I will, but thank you very much. Jack's line is open, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971, and uh, we'll get to Ron and Conifer next. Ron, good morning.
6: Um, I, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. We got oh, you. okay. I didn't hear it. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I called about the same thing that Jack just mentioned, that oh. the, the uh Pseudo editorial anti-Trump diatribe, which you didn't hear. It was just disgusting. Uh, He gets more bitter the older he gets, and it was just he doesn't know what he's talking about legally, as Jack pointed out. And uh, it's just, uh, I mean, you can't, you know, he 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 throws these things in there all anytime he wants to, apparently, and they play them. And I just wanted to express my. Objection and uh, distaste for for that. I mean, he said he was going to write off it at a sunset. Apparently, he doesn't. Yes, I had some second thoughts.
1: Well, I I didn't hear it. I would have commented on it if I had. Just to, the things that are inaccurate. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and obviously, he's earned his right to do what he wants when it comes to radio. So I, I don't I don't have any problem at all with that, and I don't want to spend the show uh, bashing the guy. But if there was something, you know, factually incorrect. Or an opinion that I disagree with, I, I think that's fair game. In fact, I was talking with uh, uh, some of the powers that be at, at Seven Ten about maybe doing a, a video um, opinion piece periodically of my own, right here, so that we've got uh, competing voices, I guess, up on the beautifully operating Seven Ten KUS dot com website. So uh, you may see some of that in the future. Wouldn't it be fun to do a, a point, a point counterpoint?
6: <laughs> yeah. But that's a, that's the problem with these things. He just tosses these things in there and he's gone, and you can't you can't respond to him, and except uh, the way I'm doing it right now. I mean, for example, he says something about oh it was he just went through a judge. He just fails to mention the fact that this judge was a. Uh, biden contributor and an anti-trumper from way back and you know he just represented he the epstein
1: folks yeah, yeah host yeah. of things i i get that absolutely yeah, and
6: not, he just picks and chooses and and he's not he's not objective at all well let's
1: let's stop on on peter you know you can well, uh, i just i i him. i hear you anyway. i hear you well maybe that'll change who knows but um i doubt it my uh my whole position on that is the same thing I've been saying ever since COVID came out and I was called a you know a science denier ever since the election results came out and we started to see all the vulnerabilities of the machines and all of the shenanigans constitutionally and legally and I started to call those out is that um, anybody with a microphone, anybody with a camera, anybody with a computer, a blog, an editorial that wants to take on any one of these issues, and we'll just narrow it down to an issue, a state or something like that, so we can spend a good ten or fifteen minutes um, going point counterpoint with what's true and provable and what isn't. Um, that Open inv- invitation still stands. No one has ever taken me up on it. Got to leave it there, Ron, but thank you so very much. Let's squeeze in Frank in Denver before we run out of time. Frank, good morning, sir.
7: Morning. How you doing? I just want to compliment you. I really appreciate your balanced uh, and persistent approach as a lawyer to hear all the evidence, both sides, uh, offer the counterpoint. I think that point-counterpoint kind of argument or show would be a good one. Uh, And I was going to say to Lauren, I'm really so happy to see a representative with a spine of steel and spunk, and we need about 250 more of those in the House and about 60 in the Senate. And I was going to tell her that as far as her goats go, I think they're a great uh, exercise there because they represent Democrats, because (laughs) he can talk to them because they're a bunch of naysayers. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's funny. Boy, the goat that piped up. I forget the names so that she gave us of the goats, but the goat that piped up during the interview was great.
7: but it doesn't uh, take any, anything off of anybody.
1: 100%. And uh, it was such a, a blessing to um, be at the dinner table with her as we got to have a lot of one-on-one conversation. And, you know, we talk periodically, but um, there's just something about her presence and her courage that is contagious and inspiring, and that's why the left and the establishment Republicans absolutely despise her. She terrifies her because she inspires more and more people to act with fear, without fear uh, and just uh, wear the shield of courage and, and truth and the Constitution uh, with God as our shield and march forward, you know?
7: Well, they may not agree with her, but they have to listen
1: to her. Ain't that right. Yeah, it was great. Well, Frank, anything else?
7: No, I think that's it. I appreciate your balanced uh, approach. Uh, we need the legal um, uh, analysis and, and airing of all the facts. I mean, that's what the bottom line is, and the jury is the jury of voters.
1: Yeah, it is frustrating when, when you have folks who just want to drive one side of the narrative. I, I welcome all callers, all all pundits, all anybody to sit down and debate any one of these issues, individually or singly. Um, More and more election stuff is coming out. There's not even time to cover it anymore. And by the way, the deadline is the clock is ticking. I think September 2nd or maybe I forget the date, but uh, they get to destroy the 2020 election ballots and records after 22 months. That date is something like 12 or 13 or 14 days away. And uh, so we may never get fully to the bottom of 2020, but we've learned so much to keep our eyes on 2022 and especially 2024. So um, God bless everybody who has stood strong in the breach of all of the in the face of all of these attacks, and um, and been unwilling to back down just because they tell us that we must.
7: The real test may yet to be coming.
1: Greed, Frank. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye. All righty. Well. Um, Frank's line is open. 303-696-1971. Final hour of the show ahead. No guests scheduled. So plenty of time for you and me. But before we leave this hour, we have to, because I know you're hurting. It's really been difficult to not hear more from Biden White House press secretary Katie Jean Pierre. Here are 61 through 80. Hold on.
3: We just don't have anything. don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have it. We don't have anything. I just don't have anything. We don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything, but I don't have anything. I just I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. So look, again, I don't have anything. I just don't have anything.
1: She got nothing, just like her always brain-addled, now brain-dead boss, creepy, sleepy, zombie Joe. We'll have a little bit more from Katie, but mostly a whole lot of your phone calls when we return. Final hour of the show ahead here on 710-K in
0: U.S.